Hello and welcome to Better Words. My name is Caitlin and I'm just a bookish babe. And I'm Michelle and I'm from the Unfinished Bookshelf. Yay! Okay, so... <laughs> I was like waiting for you to come and I was like, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. So what we're doing today is we sat down together and watched Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them um, and then recorded an episode about that. Um Gotta be honest, a couple months ago, but... And I was really tired. We watched it late at night after we'd recorded some other things and I was really tired and I have no idea if anything I said made sense. It's a movie about magizoology with, like, creatures coming out of a suitcase. Also, since we filmed that so long ago, I can give you a little update on something that I saw when I was scrolling through Facebook the other day. Apparently they are thinking about recasting Grindelwald. Really? Which... As listeners will know, would be yeah. very happy for us. Yeah. Wait until we, we get that. that. We ranted a little but bit. But I mean, also, that. if you've listened to our first episode, you'll know that we yeah, exactly. don't approve. Back when we departed from Platform 9 and 3 quarters, we... Yeah, uh, it feels so long ago. Thanks for... If you're still listening after that and you stuck with us, thank you. Yeah. We love you. We love you, you know, for listening. You've joined us recently because we had, like, a really awesome, awesome run. Maybe go back because yeah, our go first back. Episodes, Especially if you're a Harry Potter fan. Yeah. If you're not, then... But, you know, my mum liked it and she doesn't like Harry Potter. Yeah, so. that's what my sister said. She was yeah. like, I remember when we first started, she was like, I thought it was funny and I didn't even like books. And I was like, thanks, Mick. Anyway. <laughs> good testing, Bob. Yeah. So okay. I have a couple of this is, this is animal-related Harry Potter questions. It's not really trivia like we've done the past couple of weeks. It's more like would you rather's kind of situations. Oh, cool. Which is good because I wouldn't know anything about trivia to do with Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. So, okay, so my first question Owl, cat, or toad? Mm. So for those of you who don't know, which maybe actually Michelle, are you confused? No, I'm okay. not. No, I Good, just, I like just wanted to like... animal options that you get in your letter when you go to Hogwarts. Yeah. Even though Ron has a rat. No idea how that happened. Anyway, um, owl, cat, I'm, toad. Well, I'm actually allergic to cats, but there are some cats I'm not allergic to, like my mum's, like he's hypoallergenic. If I could take if I could take a little hypoallergenic cat, I'd love that. I'd love a cat. Okay. See for me this is like the easiest choice ever. Owls are useful and practical, even though I kind of don't like birds, but owls are so much more useful in the listening world. I I've am been not allergic- shit scared of birds ever since I got scooped three times by a magpie. It yeah. drew blood. Like they're dangerous. No, magpies are crazy. Oh. Um yes, and toad. Or like frog or whatever, like 100% no, Ew. sorry. I am not allergic to cats, but my mother and my sister are, and I've kind of just like not really, always hated yeah. them. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a cat person. I don't judge other people for being cat people. I've come to and love them because of my mum's cat, yeah. Ted. We will post a photo because he's adorable and I often just Your like. Your shirt has cats on it right now that you're wearing. Yeah, it is pretty <laughs> cool, hey. I got it from H&M. But we See, look- like, I would never, ever wear that. I'd walk past that shirt and be quirky. like, Ugh. I just thought it was quirky. Yeah, see, I'd see it and be like, Ugh, cats. <laughs> that, Ugh. Sounds like a, that sounds like you've got a furball there, Caitlin. <laughs> um, we should post a picture of Ted because I often just plonk books near him while he's sleeping and take some pictures. So we'll post some pictures yeah. of floppy Ted. Exactly. It's Whenever cute. there's a cat in Michelle's photos, it means she's staying with her mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so my next question. Would you rather ride a hippogriff, dragon, or thrustle? Oh, um, well, Buckbeak was pretty nice, so maybe a hippogriff. 
Yeah, see, I would go Hippogriff because the dragons are far more dangerous than Hippogriff, I would mm. think. Crystals are not dangerous, but writing something that I can't see. I know, that would freak me out. Which I feel so bad about because it's like, that's why everyone hates them. Yeah, Even though they're perfectly safe and nice creatures. Um, but yeah, hippogriffs, as long as you treat them with respect, exactly. they're fine. Exactly, was nice. I mean, knows I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call them nice. Like, you know, that's oh, like a bow. Well, yeah. But like, as long as you respect them, they respect yeah. you. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I would go hippogriff. So which animal would you be more scared of in the Forbidden Forest? Like if you had to go anywhere. Centaurs or acromantula? Probably acromantula. Yeah. Fucking hate spiders. spiders. Like, if I have, like, a small bug in my room, which happens because we live in Queensland, I freak out. How freaking big would acromantula be? I know. Terrifying. I was um, staying at my mum's once and I was on the phone to my boyfriend and I was like, oh, my God, I just have to go. I have to get off. Like, I have to get out of this room. There's a spider in the room. And I was like, mum, there's this huge spider. And she went and she's like, it's tiny. Stop being a baby. And I was like, it's huge. Please. No, it's not. I just turned 23 and that's how I react to a spider. So totally acceptable. Yeah. Whereas like centaurs, I think, again, I think as long as you kind of treat them with respect Mm. and just kind of stay out of their way, like they'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're not a spider. That's. Spiders are so creepy. Okay. Would you rather repot 20 mandrakes or swim through like the black lake full of granulos? Mandrakes. Yeah, I feel like mandrakes at least will take in and sinister. Mm. And if they, you're repotting them, then they're babies and they won't kill you. Yeah, exactly. Your illos could totally kill you. Yeah. That's why Fleur Delacour didn't complete the tri- second task and try with the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm. I like no. mandrakes. Yeah. I find mandrakes so funny. <laughs> Actually, yeah. we should um, – we have a guest coming up in a few weeks and she had the best um, Harry Potter – Oh, yeah. She dressed up as a mandrake. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm pretty sure we asked her about it I'm in our interview. Sure we so yeah. we'll we'll post pictures. <laughs> that was it, funny. Like, stay tuned for that down the track. Yeah. She had the best costume ever. I just – she was the mandrake. Oh, love it. So good. So good. Okay. So now I have a couple of, like, sort of different questions. So if you were an animagus, what Ooh. animal would you like to become? Um – I feel like I'd like to be something, maybe maybe a cat, mm. because they're quite like ad- I'm just thinking like they're quite agile. Yeah, they blend in. Um, but like if it was like based on how I act, probably a koala because I just eat and sleep <laughs> and like that would be fun. But in terms of like being able to like get into places and stuff, I feel like a cat would be pretty like good. That's a good point to sort of do those two because. I do think that you sort of have some say in, like, you know, what mm. animal. But um, the animals that you turn into do reflect your personality. Well, Obviously, see, cats, Sirius is very playful. Cats sleep a lot. Well, so yeah. I feel like I could, and I'm a bit sassy, so I feel like I could, I feel like I, I you relate to cats. Being a cat. Yeah. I know. Well, I think it is the process sort of reflect your personality. Like, obviously, Pretty Pettigrew was a, a rat, quite literally, mm-hmm. um, you know. James is supposed to be, like, strong and, like, brave or whatever. This is, yeah. Yeah, and, like, serious, obviously, as a dog. It's supposed to be more playful. And, and loyal. Like, and loyal and fun and everything. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Minerva McGonagall is, like, intelligent and 
Like See, calm. I like I relate to my goggles. Oh, yeah, my cat, my cute cat. But yeah, well, I feel I like Rita Skeeter is like a beetle. It's like she's literally like an annoying bug. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what my personality would really ref- reflect. Mm. I think I'm trying to think of like what would be like a useful animal. To I know. Turn into. I feel like maybe a dog. I don't know. I don't really think I have the energy mm, to be a dog. That's true. And I don't really want to be a bird either. So I. I I don't think I would want to be a bird. No, it would be to fly. No, I feel like when you're a bird, you're like always on the lookout for being attacked. But like horses are so big. That's what's good about being a cat because it's like agile. You can get places. My horses are really big. Mm. I don't know. It's a hard question. Like a guinea pig. (laughs) No. Um, um, maybe like a Shetland pony. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally oh. pull off being a Shetland pony. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I don't know what animal do you think reflects my personality. You said koala or something. For you. I said koala for me because they just like they're so sleepy and oh my gosh! I had some great pictures of I got up close and personal with a koala on my birthday. Oh, yeah, you did too. Yeah, but I left the pictures on my work computer and now I'm not going to be back there for a month. I was totally going to post a cool Instagram photo and be like, bye, Australia, with my up close and test, but I'm going to have to wait till later. You can be like, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm back. God, I'm such an idiot. Anyway, guys, one day you'll get to see that picture. Mm. Her name was Nobatel, like the hotel. Because they used to sponsor Australia Zoo. Oh, my God. Because I, I was like, that's the first thing. I was like, <laughs> like the hotel. And he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. No, he's literally like, yeah. She's yeah. Like the hotel. Yeah. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway. She was really cute. You know what that just made me think of? Some <laughs> stupid reason. Um, in oh, the third Bring It On movie with yeah. Hayden. <laughs> um, <laughs> when... Um, oh, what's the actress's name? Hayden Museer or something? How would you say her name? And she, like, goes to, like, her family, like, moves school districts and she goes to a different school or whatever. And um, she, like, tells the girls on the Chilling Squad that, like, she has, has her dog's funeral or something and that the dog's name is Nike. And she's, like, named after the shoes. And she's, like, yeah, I'm, like, what's weird about that or whatever. <laughs> and, like, one of the other girls is, like, so your sister's named after a car, like, Mercedes and the girl goes, oh, no, Mercedes is named after my grandmother. Just a fun fact. Okay, so I don't know what animal I should be. You should be a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it's Harry Potter. I could turn into you a unicorn. You can be a unicorn. I'm not to think of a realistic animal. I could be a unicorn. None of this is going to happen, so exactly. go for it. I'm going to be a unicorn. Even though we just discussed how horses are quite big, but anyway. But unicorns are magical creatures. Maybe I could be a mini unicorn. You could be a Shetland pony unicorn. Maybe I could just be like a mini unicorn and I could be like just slightly bigger than you as a cat and we can just have fun. <laughs> you know what? I'd love to be one of those hairy cows in Scotland. Oh my god, yeah. Hopefully, I'm gonna see a hairy, I wanna see a hairy cow. A hairy cool. Ooh. Yeah, I want to see a hairy cow. Okay. So wait, oh, they're on so cute. Mm-hmm. Other sort of magical animal thing in Harry Potter, or well, one of them, is your Patronus. Oh, have you done this quiz on? Potter I Potter? haven't done the quiz. I have, and it said that mine is tortoise shell cat. 
or something. And I was like, Ugh, I reject I this that. answer. I reject this answer, Pottermore. You clearly <laughs> do not know me. I do not have a cat as my Patronus. That's ridiculous. Because also, what is a cat going to do to protect me? Nothing, in my opinion. But isn't, isn't that a magic that works? Like, Of course, but I feel like the animal is supposed to like represent you. People have of. otters and stuff. <gasps> I think I know an otter. An otter would be good. Did you know that Hermione's Patronus is an otter because that's J.K. Rowling's favourite animal? No, I didn't. I just remember seeing an otter in the movie. I haven't read yeah. that book in so long. I yeah. have no idea. Well, I mean, that's not from the book. It's not like J.K. Rowling put it in brackets or anything. Um, <laughs> no, I meant, sorry, I haven't watched the movie or anything. Yeah. I've read the book or anything. Yeah, no, Hermione's Patronus is an otter because it's J.K. Rowling's favourite animal. And Ron's Patronus is Jack Russell Terrier. And they're known for chasing otters, which That's is cute. cute. And then at the same time, you're like, chasing otters? Mm. Okay. But, like, when they're figuring out their Patronuses and everything, it's like, well, they've gotten together. So, mm. anyway. What would your Patronus be? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, a sort of big, strongish animal. Like maybe I like, feel like mine should be a pug. Now, because it's what everyone knows. I love pugs. Yeah. Corgis are cute. Mm. They're mm. little butts. <laughs> They're little fluffy butts. Oh, jeez. I don't know. I really think that I like the Patronuses that seem like that they'll protect you. Like, a like yeah, animal. like a tiger. Yeah. Jaguar or something. Mm, I don't know. Think about it, but because my next question is going to be if you were going to name like a real life pet mm-hmm. after an animal in Harry Potter, not after like a Harry Potter name, after an animal in Harry Potter, what name would it be? Um, well, I mean, it'd be cool to name a ginger cat Crookshanks, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> see, that's um, what I mean, but. It's funny, and this isn't Harry Potter, so I'm not answering the question, but I've always wanted to get it, like, have a dog named Ringo, because <laughs> I think that's cute. Yeah, that um, cute. Or, you know, it's it's hard, though, because, like, you want to, like, have a big dog named Fang and all that sort of stuff. I would get, like, a really big dog and then call it Fluffy. Oh, and people would be like, oh, is that because it's big? And you're like, no, it's because I love Harry Potter. Yeah, like, I'm not, it's not like, you know. Going a big dude tiny. It's like <laughs> some reference. Or serious. I've always thought that for a black dog. Mm. Like a black lab. Yeah. Serious. Oh, that'd be cute. I know. Oh. I'm pretty sure I know someone whose dog whose dog is named Voldy. Like Voldemort. I love that. Mm. That's, oh, did you have you seen that meme where mm. oh you have to find it and put it in our show notes where um there's like one of those Tumblr threads and it's like our mum was too embarrassed to tell the vet that our um, tortoise was named Voldy Tort, so we told her its name was Susan. <laughs> That's so funny. Voldy Tort. Voldy. I love That's it. That's hilarious. Oh. oh, my God. That's so good. All right. Yeah, so Patronus. Mm. Um, I'm going to stick with otters. I like them. All right, you can stick with an otter. Maybe a dolphin. Dolphins are weird. Really? I kind of like dolphins. Dolphins have like secret rape caves. All right. I didn't know that, but. I know. They're weird. I'm just like saying that, you know, as in the least basic bitch way, 
I kind of like dolphins. But dolphins. In the least. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who up. doesn't I'm... like dolphins? Me. Yeah, okay, hang on. Maybe I'll try to think of something hang else. Hang on, I'm, I'm verifying this information. Are you literally going to Google dolphin rape case? Yeah, it's not the first time I've done it. I did it work too. When we were talking about it one day. Hmm. The first thing that comes up is Washington City paper, Can Dolphins Rape Humans? What? <laughs> when animals attack sexually. Oh my god. The dark side of Flipper, he's a sexual predator. Oh, Jesus. Let's not even go there. Maybe I'll retract my dolphin answer and say that I would like a... This is from the Daily Mail, so it's hardly like... But I do know that, yeah. Okay, I just love this headline. The dark side of Flipper. He's a sexual predator of the seas who resorts to rape to get his way. (laughs) I'm not laughing at rape. I'm not. You're laughing at Flipper. I'm laughing laughing. at the headline that they've, like, been so serious about this. They look friendly and gentle enough, but dolphins also have a dark side, a study has revealed. When they want to get their own way, they resort to rape. An international team of researchers spent six years studying behaviour of 120 blue-nosed dolphins in Shark Bay, Western Australia. They observed males asserting their authority by forcefully mounting other males. Mounting. Interesting use of the word mounting. Mounting other males. Yes. These were short-term shows of strengths used to dominate males from other groups. The studies also showed a complex open society where dolphins exhibited periods of homosexuality. Nothing wrong with that. So complicated are the bonds between dolphins that one of the researchers has described them as mentally and physically exhausting, exhausting, and he declared he was glad he wasn't a dolphin. So when, oh my god, there's so many bloody ads orgies. on this site. I can't see anything. Dolphins basically just have like I think so. all the time. When That's faced with cool. the challenges of day-to-day life, males form three different types of friendships. The first order alliances, two or three males cooperate to hurt a female for mating. Ooh, sounds like a gang rape. Gang rape, yep. Most males are also members of second order alliances, long-lasting agreements in which they fend off other groups trying to take their females. These gangs also mount attacks on other groups to take their females. See, dolphins are creepy. Like, you know, this is terrible. This is one thing I just thought of when you were saying that. It was like in Greece and they're like, we're raising the pinks. It's like, ugh, yuck. Ugh. How does win a woman? And that's why I don't like dolphins. Sometimes second-level alliances can be strengthened by forming third or alliances with other males. This can lead to bloody battles in which more than 20 dolphins bite and bash each other over the right to one female. Wow. Gross. Wow. Okay, so my Patronus is not a dolphin. And how about we leave this episode here and get to the talk about fantastic beasts. (laughs) And where you can find them. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry to end on that note. That's all right. We're not really ending. We're just going no. to the next bit of the Yeah. Day. Sorry no. you had to listen to that. There you go. I feel educated. Yeah. Anyway. And now you know why dolphins are weird. Yeah. Anyway, on to the 20s magical animal discussion. <laughs> so, we've just finished watching Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Or mm. Animalis Fantastica. <laughs> Is that what you wanted me to yeah. say? 
Yeah, so Michelle and I have actually never watched this movie together, which I think we talked about in our Harry Potter episode. We did. She saw it in the movies while I was overseas and I saw it in Mexico with Spanish subtitles. Yeah. Anyway, so we've just watched it for the first time together and we're going to talk about it a bit. So the first thing, obviously, is that it's American, Mm. not British. So there's differences. What did you think of the – I remember being so, like, insulted almost by the nomad. Yeah, it's like, a bit like it's, it's a bit strange. It's a bit like blunt. Yeah, I feel like that's very American though. So that's yeah, to just enough. make like the most the no blunt. Yeah, no effort the. into the nickname. Yeah, yeah. I love when Tina explains to him. He's like, and she's like, "What happened to the no match?" And he's like, "Huh?" And huh? she's like, "The no match, no magic, the non wizard." He's like, "She's like, why don't you get this?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, I have think- you heard? Actually, I think I read this somewhere that muggle. In the 1920s in America, it was actually like a term for marijuana. Oh, so, so that's why it wouldn't yeah. be. Which is, but it's which not is a clever. British term. Yeah. So, yeah. so apparently. Do we know why it's muggle in British no. wizarding world? I'd no. Like to know I don't know where the word muggle came from. Mm. That's cool, though, about the marijuana yeah. stuff. That's cool. Yeah. But the other thing that we, we realised this while watching the movie mm. is that the – I'm about to say it wrong. I can tell. The the Makusa, it's the magical uh, something. C-U-S-A-M-C. Yeah, magical something cooperation of the United States of America. Makusa. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, um, I feel like I just got that name wrong. Yeah. Anyhow, but we, we said, like, their headquarters is in New York City. Not Washington, D.C. Not Washington, D.C. Exactly. Which is interesting. But it also kind of got me thinking, would our Australian mm. head of like magic headquarters for the magical officers, whatever, I don't know what it would be called here. <laughs> Ministry of Magic, Makusa, whatever. I don't know what it would be called. But probably ministry. Anyway. Um, would ours be in Sydney or in Canberra? Or in Melbourne. Or in Melbourne. Because that's why we have Canberra. Because yeah. it, they couldn't decide between Sydney like, or Melbourne. This is in else. the middle. Let's just make a town out of nothing. Exactly. And it's own little state. Yeah. You can um, cross the street oh, and be in a different Anyway. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Because I, I was like, I thought weird. probably Sydney. Like, Sydney's bigger. But, like, technically. Like, if we're going by. Canberra mm, is the capital. So exactly. That's but technically, Washington's the capital. Interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting I wonder, point. I wonder. Anyway. So, what else is particularly American about it, I guess, that we can talk about? Um, I love the Art Deco and the whole Prohibition oh, thing, I know. which so is cool. very like very American. Well, obviously, yeah, they had the yeah. same in Prohibition. The, the movie is set specifically in twenty six, isn't it? Nineteen twenty six. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I love. Okay, one thing I really love about these movies is that it's clearly set in a time. Mm. Whereas, though we all you know know that the Harry Potter series sort of takes place like in the nineties, like that's the timeline. Like the in Battle the book, of Hogwarts yeah. is ninety eight. Doesn't bloody look like it in the, in t- the, in the movie, movie. They tried to make it sort of timeless because mm. there's no technology, so you can't tell. And they just all wear like jeans and hoodies, and it's like whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's probably slightly 2000s. Yeah, the Goblet I mean, of Fire haircuts are pretty. It certainly doesn't look <laughs> It's certainly not 90s. 90s I don't know me. if I would say it's very 2000s, but still. It's definitely but, not like a historical. But the clear like, 20s in yeah, this, in this it's movie really cool. is, oh, it's just beautiful. It's such 
fucking beautiful movie. I know. It's What's your so... favourite costume? Um, I mean, it'd have to be one of Queenie's, I think. I do love that velvet, pink velvet jacket. That's pretty it's cool. pretty I gorgeous. really like the dress that she wears when they go to the nightclub. Mm. Because, like, I can't even tell where it finishes. <laughs> it's, like, so, it's just, like, just, like, her skin is sparkling. Yeah, it's beautiful. No, I, I love, love their Queenie. costumes. Their costumes are beautiful. I know. This movie is the first the time anything in a Harry Potter, like any Harry Potter movie, technically an extension, but in the Harry Potter universe, that won an Oscar. It won oh. for best costume design. Yeah. None of the other eight movies ever won anything, which is a huge disgrace, in my opinion. <laughs> because, like, seriously, what else would have won costume design all those years? Or. Something with or better costumes. Even well, no, I don't know what beat. You it. just said that they just won. They just wore like hoodies and stuff. Like their costumes aren't the same level as like Fantastic Beasts. Is I a mean, whole no. Level. But all the robes, all the professors wear stuff. Like there are some yeah, incredible costumes. Just because when they're being muggles, they wear hoodies <laughs> doesn't mean that there's no other good costumes in the whole series. Yeah, that's true. But even like soundtrack. And mm. special effects. You know what I and like as well, speaking of soundtrack, is that, like, we've got a new theme song for this. Yeah. Like, And, like, as soon as you but know, also, you know when Harry Potter starts. My heart beats really fast when they play Hedwig's theme in yeah. the movie. <laughs> but still, like, when you hear the Harry Potter song, you're like, you know it's a Harry Potter movie. I can just tell this is going to be, like, you'll mm. know it's a Fantastic Beast movie. Yeah. that song will play. The music, I know. Mm. I love the music. I think my favourite, I really like the... I mean, all the music, music is amazing, but I really noticed the music when, at the very end, when they, when Jacob sort of turns around and he's like, his memory has been wiped. Mm. Um, and it's like, do, 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 like, whatever. <laughs> like, I love his, like, it's like the Jacob music or something. Yeah. That's really cool. Let's talk about Jacob because he's so sweet. So sweet. So Jacob is played by Dan Fogler. I probably just butchered the pronunciation of that name. But, hey, it wouldn't be better words if you didn't have exactly. bad pronunciation. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to say it, but, yeah. Dan Folger. Folger. I don't know. Dan Folger. F-O-L-G-E-R. Dan, mate, you're great. Dan. <laughs> Jacob. Rathgate. I, I just oh think my God. he's so sweet he's and so sweet. innocent, and I love the way the film ends on such an uplifting note. Yes. I know. And I really just like knowing that, that we he's have okay. That up, yeah. Yeah. I love that we sort of get that, that uplifting note and mm. that I really find it so encouraging that he obviously remembers bits. Yeah. He remembers things. Mm. That like, he doesn't think they're real. Yeah. He doesn't know. I love, yeah. I just love when you're like, how do you come up with this stuff? And he's like, I really <laughs> don't know. It just comes to me. It just comes. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then Queenie turns around and touches his mouth like that. Mm. I love Queenie. Actually, can we talk about Queenie? Mm -hmm. So, obviously, the very first time we meet Queenie, she is in her underwear, (laughs) basically. And, um, well, no, not basically. It's just what 1920s Mm. underwear looks like. Yeah. But, um, you know, she's like, oh, you brought men home. (laughs) And Tina's like, you want to put something on? (laughs) Like, she's instantly sexualized and Mm. everything like that. But at the same time, she also pretty much straight away just becomes, you know, very caring. Yeah. Like, and she's just trying to make them both feel comfortable. Yeah. And then she becomes pretty badass. Mm-hmm. And she's 
uses her feminine charms to yes. get out of really like, sticky situations. Yeah, like she knows what she's doing. Mm. I love when um she's got she's got everyone in the case and she's like leaving and her boss comes up and, and she just like and, sweet talks him. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, I'm sick," <laughs> and he's like. Oh, oh, wait, what have you got there? And she's like, feminine things. You want to have a look? And he's like, oh, good gravy. <laughs> good, gravy. good gravy. I love that. Oh, love my goodness. So All right. Um, okay. Since thing- we're talking about this character. Oh, now, okay, okay, yeah. So, Tina. Yes, I love her. her. Yeah. I love How her. How can we not? She's. I. Yeah, she's the cutest. Yeah. I just think she's really. I don't know what the word is because as she just seems like, really smart. I think mm. she's just, like, really smart and, you know, probably doesn't, you know, go by the rules, but she's just doing what she thinks is right. Yeah. Yeah, like, she's obviously at the start of this being told not to hang around yeah. the places that she is hanging around. It just does it anyway because she cares about um, yeah, credence. other people. Yeah. yeah. And that's, her, like, we find out that's her motivating factor is mm. because she cares for someone and doesn't want him to get hurt anymore. And I think that's really nice yeah. that that's what her motivation is, is to say. And then um, when he's in that state at the end and she's like, um, you need to save him, like, don't kill him, I think that's really nice. It just shows mm. how much she cares about him. Yeah, exactly. She just wants all the children to be safe. Mm. Which is, you know, a very unfortunate situation because all those kids, oh, my God, that's We're so creepy. It's so goddamn creepy. Oh, that bit, little, I think, you know, the thing I wasn't prepared for watching this because obviously Harry Potter gets dark, but mm. it wasn't like that from the beginning and I don't think I expected this to be as yeah. dark. as. And I would go so far as to exactly. say it's darker than Harry Potter. The first couple of movies are so light yes. when they're younger. Yeah, and even Goblet of Fire with all the teenage stuff going on. But, like, even Deathly Hallows and stuff, look, I would say that this movie is on the whole a lot darker overall, like the way the senator yeah. dies, um, the kind of the, the stuff going on. The whole obscurest thing is just yeah. it's, it's dark. Like, there's mm. nothing we can do about and that. And just it's, creepy yeah. as fuck little it's girls so creepy. singing oh about burning witches. Like, I know. Apart from the fact that you... Mm. Oh, Ugh. it gives me the creeps. It gives me the creeps. So and then, much. yeah, just the way that, like, oh, the way that they treat the kids and stuff, it's just yeah, I know. makes me cringe. The bits that, like, really make me cringe is, like, when, you know, they're all just, like, she's singing her song and Credence is doing something and then that other girl who, like, works for them or something, whatever, like, you know, she goes out and, like, rings the bell mm. and all the kids come in and they just want food and she's like, take the flyers and hand out the flyers and then we'll feed you. Mm, or, so... or like later on in the movie when, you know, all the kids are leaving to go and she's like, go hand out those flyers, children. She's like, don't dump them. I will know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ugh. Like, so awful. It's yeah. So creepy. Yeah. So oh. I think on the whole I felt like it was a lot darker than any of the Harry Potter movies. I think it feels darker because those, those children – that in that you know situation in that home kind of thing, they're they're younger. By the time that the Harry Potter movies sort of get this dark, mm. we're dealing with the like children sixteen are, and seventeen year olds. Yeah, they're basically we're, they're adults. not dealing with ten year olds. Yeah, or eleven year olds. Yeah. So yeah, that's really it's really dark and it's so 
interesting. I yes. really find the American witch trials and everything so yeah. fascinating. Like it's it's a fascinating time, that prohibition time as well. Yeah. Just in Yeah, I, I think it's so good the way that they've woven in like real world stuff, I guess, with yeah. um the magic stuff. Yeah, like yeah, the real so cool. the real events mm. kind of. Yeah. I know. So good. And I think it's great the way the film starts as well and really builds that sense of like this tension between mm. the muggle and magical Magic, community. Yeah. It's the first thing we see. Yeah. And basically. I love the way that they did the newspapers and stuff to create that background. So yeah. you're like instantly in that mindset. You're not in like this is yeah. a Harry Potter movie. You're like although the Harry Potter movies have pretty much always had the you know like the Daily Prophet articles and things like that. Yeah, but they've never shown used. it the same way. No, it's they've different. They've never, but, yeah. Like, um, to start the movie like that is so, it was so yeah. good to just be like transported and then you, you get this rising tension with Grindelwald. Um, Actually, just with the newspaper, I was just thinking yeah. about it. With the newspaper, we obviously, you know, you see a little bit of Grindelwald headlines, mm. but it. The newspaper at the beginning is also used to sort of bring us back to the Harry Potter world mm. and, you know, things about Quidditch. Yeah, exactly, and, and soccer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, there's probably other things that I can't think of, but there's, you know, familiar things mm. that we already know about, like Quidditch, and, you know, Quidditch is not mentioned at all in this movie, but you see like, Oh, but there is, like, it. I love the bit where it's like, are you a seeker, a seeker of truth? And he's like, I'm more of a chaser. More of a chaser, actually. yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's so punny. Um, and I love that, you know, because, I mean, you could very well go and see this movie without having ever seen any of the Harry Potter movies. Yes, exactly. But if you are a fan of, of the Who's wife, doing that? Yeah, I know. Who's seeing Fantastic Beasts because they're not a Harry Potter fan? But if you are, like, it doesn't make a difference. But if you are a Harry Potter fan, you'd pick up on all those things. Yes. And the fact that Albus Dumbledore stood up for Newt when he was expelled is Music yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. I yeah. don't know. If oh, the other thing why. I wanted to say as well is like you get much more of a background into how scary the situation is in the Wizarding World because all those Grindelwald headlines flash up in different languages. So yeah. you get the sense that he's like yeah. truly global, um, just exactly. like Voldemort. Like and it's. Well, well, no, Voldemort's not global. Really? No. Oh. Okay. Voldemort's Britain. That's why it was kind of. Um, different because the Grind- Grindelwald, we even see that in Goblet of, I think it's, oh, not really mentioned in Goblet of Fire, but like we know from, no, it's in Deathly Hallows when they're talking to Crumb at the wedding about the Deathly Hallows symbol mm. because Grindelwald was, he was a threat to England, but, you know, he was afraid of Dumbledore and, you know, they had yeah. a famous duel and all blah, blah, blah. But um, he was more of a threat, like, you know other parts of Europe, like mm. where Durmstrang is and where Crumb's from and, you know, obviously other things. So what we get in this movie is all the, all the different languages, like you said. Yeah. But one of the sort of first things is, like, with that house that gets destroyed at the start and then mm. the minister, their, what is she, president? President. Yeah. Um, one of the first things she says is they, they think that this is related to the Grindelwald attacks in Europe. Yeah. Speaking of the president, how cool is it that America in the 1920s have not only a woman but a woman of colour as their president? I think that's awesome. And in 1990s Britain they're still having crusty old men. Yeah. Well, as ministers for magic. Like, 
I love how more but I, good. But I love Does how... make it better? Not really. I mean, <laughs> carry yourself with the confidence of a mediocre white man. But, um, but I love that, like, Newt saying that they're so behind because of their, like, um, well, no match. Yeah, yeah exactly. But they're but like, ahead in other areas. Exactly. Like, girl power. Woo. Yeah. I mean, you know? Yeah. Even the fact that cool. in the 1920s that Tina is in aura is kind mm. of, I don't know. Surprising. I haven't thought about that before. Yeah. But that obviously aura is equivalent, you know, police officer, that kind of thing. And we never saw a woman police officer mm. in the muggle world in New York. Lula seems to know wearing those cool jackets. I mean, clearly the wizarding world is like a little bit ahead on the feminism front. Yeah. A little bit. Well, actually, that's an interesting thing because. Okay, so Newt points out, you know, they're not allowed to marry muggles or even or, talk, to, or talk to muggles or anything like that. But America has a woman of colour as their president. Mm. They interact with goblins seemingly in a more friendly way, but also the one of the goblins we meet was like a criminal. Yeah. Do you think, like, I just always think he's like the Al Capone goblin. <laughs> Because he's quite portly as well. Yeah. Like, I just think they've they've based him on Al Capone. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's just very funny. But then the other thing is house elves. Mm. Because we see house elves in, in like, rags, like, at the bar and, like, I was about to say shining in, shoes, but he's, like, shining wands. He's, like, cleaning them wands at in the In a lift as well. But it, no, but in a lift, he's wearing, like, a uniform. Yes, true, yeah. And there was another instance where we saw an elf, I think. Well, even at the bar, technically, is he employed? Mm. A house elves freak? Well, because house elves have obviously always been likened to slaves, and America's relationship to slaves is very different than a lot of other countries. So, like, mm. are the house elves freed? Yeah, true. Are they working for the ministry? Although, why were some wearing rags and some wearing uniforms? Yeah, that's weird. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, we didn't get Small as many questions. Goblins. Yeah. Because in Britain, we only ever really see the goblins at, at the bank. Yeah. In Gringotts. Yeah. Um, we never saw a wizarding bank. We never saw a muggle bank. Mm, that's true. Which had a little pug featured in it, which was yeah. pretty cute because. Um, yeah, the pug with the ruby collar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was, was pretty, pretty cute. <laughs> yes, that was pretty cute. Okay. Uh, um, all right. So we've talked a bit about Tina and Queenie. And Jacob already. We haven't really talked that much about Newt. Okay, well, can I just point out like the thing that I noticed? This is the third time I've watched this movie. Same. And the thing that I really noticed is that there's such a lonely group of people. Like each of them is so incredibly lonely in their own way. Like obviously mm. Queenie can read everyone's thoughts, but she's lonelier than ever because of that. Yeah, because um, everyone goes, well, why are you reading my thoughts? Exactly. Yeah. Tina is like seems to have a lot of emotional walls up. Yeah. She's seems very whereas Queenie's like really quick to be quite affectionate and stuff, she seems to be held back from that yeah. a bit. And also, you know, there's that bit where her landlady's like, You're not bringing any men or like Well yeah, because it's the nineteen twenties. They weren't allowed to have any men Yeah, around. but she was like, no, always alone. Like something like that. Well, she yeah. just makes like a little comment off the cuff. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Jacob, like he lives in this really sad little apart, like bed sit sort of thing. And he's got a photo of his grandma on the wall or his mum or something. No, he, he definitely said grandmother, grandma. So maybe yeah. he doesn't even know. It's so it's like we don't know the story. Then. But like 
your closest relative then is like your grandmother. You've got a photo of her on the wall mm. and like no other yeah, no, he things had nothing up. else. He, he had seen... nothing else. That was his dream was that bakery. Mm. So that seems to me very For his lonely. Yeah, exactly. So that seems to me very lonely. And then you, right from the start, everybody else is like looking over the side of the boat and is like, oh my gosh, we're in New York. And he's just there sitting by himself. And he's a very awkward person. Um, We hear him say to Jacob, like, people don't usually like me. I annoy most people. He also tells Queenie that he didn't fit in at school. Yeah. Because Little Strange also didn't fit in at school. (laughs) And then when they're leaving as well um at the end and when Jacob's getting his memory erased and stuff he's like no you're my friend and like I love that bit when he's yeah. like and you don't keep me around because wait why did you keep me around he's like well because I like you and you're my friend and he's like oh yeah so cute. but like that's the thing I get the feeling that Newt doesn't have many if no. any friends um and they're just all like individually such a lonely yeah. bunch of people and coming together they kind of save each other, yeah. which I think is really it's beautiful. Really nice. And like they all have different. I got a hint of like that before, but I never, I never noticed okay. how lonely they each are yeah. by themselves. Yeah, because I was so caught up in the story before. And exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Newt is such a funny. I love Newt. I love the way love Eddie, Eddie Redmayne. Redmayne. He just characterizes that really awkward personality yeah. well, like physically. Mm-hmm. Um. In my little bit of research before we recorded this and before we watched the movie, mm-hmm. according to IMDb Trivia, so this is my source here, but um, Eddie Redmayne didn't have to audition. J.K. Rowling said he was the only person for the role. That is so cool. He was involved in everyone else's casting. Wow. Yep, so he didn't audition. He was just offered the role. That's amazing. I know. Because, duh, like he's perfect. Like, he who is else perfect. It? He's absolutely perfect. Yeah. His hair is amazing too, just quietly in this. Yeah. Like, it really is so cool. Um, yeah. And that jacket, a blue jacket. We're back mm. on costumes. Yeah. <laughs> I know, well, like we were watching this and they said at the very end when he's wearing his Hufflepuff scarf and he's, it's never specifically said, but we know that he's commander. We know Hufflepuff. that he's Hufflepuff. Um, but yeah, he was walking back onto the boat and I said to Michelle, I said, I don't want a Harry Potter era Hufflepuff scarf. I want a Newt Scamander era <laughs> Hufflepuff scarf. Um, it just looked, it was cool because even the scarf, like his school scarf mm. even looked like older. It was more open and woven. Like yeah. it was so cool. Yeah. No, they did a really great job so with that. I the It's amazing. I know. Oh. All right. Let's talk um, about the animals. Oh, okay. Yes. I love them all. Yeah, duh, I love them all. <laughs> I don't know what my favourite is, but the Niffler is pretty damn cute. Um, I like Pickett, the bow chuckle. Yeah. I just think he's really he's, – and he's like they've made a cute little character out of him too. Yeah. Like you really get the sense that he really clings to Newt and Newt's like, mm. oh, like the others were teasing him and stuff and like he doesn't want to leave Newt. Oh, yeah. it's just so cute. And yeah, I was like, well, fine, this is why they accuse me of favouritism. <laughs> yeah. Um, And I thought and then, the – um. Are they the moon cows as well? That like moon calves. Moon yeah. calves. Um, I like yeah, the little alpaca. They look like little alpacas. They're so cute. Yeah, they're pretty cute. Yeah. Oh, what's the other one? Oh, well, 
Oh, it just completely slipped my mind what the actual animal is called. But the one where it does the mating dance, what is that? It's not. Yes. Um, oh no. my god. I mean, that animal itself is, it is an, so. It's kind of ridiculous. Hideous. But, awesome. but I love the it's mating like a rumpet, dance. Is it? I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but like the mating dance is just pure. The gold. mating dance is amazing. It's just fantastic. Oh, and I also love the demi guys because it looks like like a. Can grandfather orangutan? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. Yep, yep, it's in a rumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Just checked that. I fact checked myself. Yes, so the rumpet mating dance. I is love it. Awesome. Mm. Um, yes, and then the demiguys, grandfather orangutan. And oh, the Akami with the silver shells. Yeah. And how they grow and shrink. I love that. That's cool. Um, I just love the way that they've imagined inside Newt's suitcase. Like, oh, I just think yes. that's the It looked like a soundstage. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I don't know how people come up with this stuff. Like, oh, my God. It just blows I know. my mind. I'm not inventive. Well, that's, like, the other thing that I really like is when they're in there and Jacob goes, he's like, I don't think I'm dreaming. And he's like, well, what gave it away? And he's like, I'm not smart, smart enough, enough to come up with this. <laughs> yeah. Which also um, is kind of sad because, Jacob, you are smart. I know. But that's also how, you know, that's kind of a reference to later, I think, in his bakery. You know, mm. They're like, how do you come up with this stuff? And he's like, I don't know. And, you know, Aww. it's like a confidence thing, but he didn't come up with it. Those are all real animals. <laughs> yeah, real in the magical world. Anyway. Yeah. Magizoology. Um, all right. <laughs> oh, he's so creepy, but it's kind of so not like he's kind of not his, his fault. Like, I love Ezra Miller. That haircut, I mean, please. So bad. Well, oh. yes, it's a bad haircut, but it's um, like a bowl cut yeah, at its you've finest. You've seen Perks of Being a Wallflower, right? Yeah, I have. With Ezra Miller? Yeah. Yeah, it's, he's just so good. He was really good in this. Um, he was very, very good. Mm. Just oh, when I really want Credence to come back, and I think you said they confirmed. I'm that pretty he sure will. it's been confirmed that he's coming back. But I just, I really loved the bits when, um, no, I loved the bit when at the very end, when he's sort of trying to protect his sister, and he smashes all the walls apart, and then he's like, "Oh, I owe, I owe you an apology." And he's just like, "You lied," and then he comes to <laughs> But it's just, it's such a powerful moment. I think that because it's yeah. like wall, 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 Credence. Yeah. Awesome. It's really good. But, oh, my God, the bits where they, like, meet in the alleys and everything is so freaking creepy. Oh, I know. See, that's what I mean. Like, on the whole. Don't you think it's, like, it's, it's like, slightly sexually creepy? Yeah. Sort of. It's really weird. But that's what I mean. Like, on the whole, this movie is so much darker overall with all the kids and stuff than it is, like. And the way that the senators killed, like I, I know I said that before, but it just seems so much darker than mm. someone shouting about a cadaver. Like, I know. Well, because it's because it's kids killing people. Mm. You know, that's the obscurest thing is that is some dark stuff. That is. And so he just picks the senator because he told him that he could put his leaflets in the trash where they belong, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that seems an extreme reason for killing someone. I mean, I know the guy was an asshole, you but. control it. I know. He just got angry. Credence angry. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same thing, but, you know. Um, okay, no, what else did I want to talk about? Um, 
Oh, so um, for this movie, and I'm sure for the other, you know, other Harry Potter movies as well, all the cast had to attend like wand workshops and they learned how to use <laughs> That's wands. That's so cool. Don't you want to go to a wand workshop? That is like, so I want to cool. go to a wand workshop so badly. Yes, that is really cool. Love it. Yeah. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. I know. I think that's really funny too. Swish and flick. Exactly. Mm. So there's some really good use of magic in this movie. Like even when she, um, when Tina brings them like Coco, he's like, ooh, Coco. But mm. the spoon and everything is staring on themselves and that's, yeah. like, that's wondrous magic. Oh, and the cooking. Yes. When she the makes the apple is strudel. So cool. That is a beautiful sequence. Yeah. But I think the most beautiful sequence is when they're repairing everything at the end and the Frank the Griffin was, like, flying around. Yeah. Um, Also, the one you pointed out when we were watching it was when the Niffler is, like, they're chasing the Niffler at the jewellery store and he, like, is flying through the air and all the jewellery is going, like, slow motion. Yeah. That's a really nice sequence as well. It is. Oh, this movie is so beautiful. But it's so funny too. Like, I know I've just said how incredibly dark it is, but there are so many funny bits. there are some real good lines. But even just, like... Jacob is a really funny character physically. But he's not like a comic relief character. No. He also has like, you know, a, his own like story. a sad story. Yeah. But I love when he's like trying to get in the suitcase and he gets kind of stuck yeah. and he's like trying to jump in. He's jumping around. And, oh, oh so what was funny. The, Oh, and when they've left. Oh, and he's like, well, you gave us, co- oh, we gave him Coco. Oh, we gave him hot Coco. <laughs> yeah. I love Queenie. Yeah, like there were really cute, funny bits yeah. in it as well. Oh my gosh. And facial you know expressions and yeah. stuff. Okay. No one else is super dark in this movie, which mm. I don't really like, but I think is very fascinating, is when Tina and Newt have been arrested and basically sentenced to, you know, be killed or whatever. And they, mm. they it's kind of like the pensive and they take their happy memories and then like the, I don't know what to call her. I just was about to say a nurse, mm. but she's like, doesn't that look good? Yeah. Don't you want to get in? I'm it's like, that so is creepy. So, dark it's like don't you want to jump to your death yeah it's oh oh my god yeah see on the whole this movie is so much darker than any of the other ones in the franchise well i think that i think that is a you know not like oh an important message but the you know wizarding history like voldemort did some terrible things but he Mm. did terrible things in britain Mm. grindelwald did terrible things all across the globe Mm. And I think that that kind of I think that that comes across in this movie. So yeah. it's it's a it's a wider problem, yeah. than just this one dark wizard, you know. Because I mean, with everything that Voldemort does, I mean, yeah, he kills muggles and everything, but they don't really deal with the whole secrecy. Not that we really see anyway. I don't yeah. think they really dealt with. Like at the end of the movie, the president is like, "Well, okay, we're exposed," and then Newt saves the day, and that's why he gets doesn't yeah. get arrested, basically. Yeah. Okay, mm. now we can talk a little bit about Johnny Depp because so probably bored everybody to death in our but first not, rant. Not, not even about Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. about Grindelwald because, mm-hmm. as we all know by now, and I've probably already spoiled this if you're listening to this episode anyway. But um, Percival Graves is Grindelwald mm. in disguise. Mm. So the, the very opening of the movie. We see Grindelwald like attacking something. It's like the back of Grindelwald's head, and we're supposed to know that it's Grindelwald. And then we cut to New York, where a building has been destroyed, and Percival Graves is walking up to the building, and we see the back of his head. Mm. 
They have the same haircut. Yeah. Clue. <laughs> I never noticed that until no, this, I, didn't I didn't notice, notice it. it the second time I watched it. Mm. I noticed it then. It's the first time I've noticed it. Yeah. Because like Grindelwald. It's subtle. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty subtle because Grindelwald's hair is like it's like shaved and then he's got like the top like spiked and ridiculously mm. bleached blonde. Like Oof. No. I don't, I don't get it. Anyway, that's who Dracula looked like in Shake and Stir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, more like Grindelwald. Yeah, but Malfoy, just because they're short, like spiky. yeah, the short spike. Yeah. So yeah, so he has you know the shaved and then the short spiky hair, sort of spiked up, and then mm. when we meet Percival Graves, his hair is black and yeah. grey, basically, but um, it's um brushed back. So. It's like the same hair in a different style. Mm, that's true. Interesting. Interesting. Also, did Johnny Depp even put on an English accent? Oh, Grindelwald's supposed to be English, right? I mean, at least he succeeded in being really creepy, but it's less about him being Grindelwald and more about who he is as a person. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Like, after we talked about this in our first episode, um, like, even just watching it, we obviously just watched it now, you know, <laughs> half an hour ago, but... I don't, I don't know. I guess I was thinking about it being Johnny Depp and I wasn't even all that convinced that – because he has, like, two lines. I he's know. like – what does he say? He's like – Do um, you think you can keep me or something like that? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we'll certainly try. And then he says something else to you and it's like – Yeah, what does he say? I don't even you? know. Like, oh, wait. Not no, – yeah, get Hang the on. screenplay. I just I was not convinced it was so I can't even remember what he says because it was a pretty un, unimpressive line apparently. Alright, we're opening to the last couple of pages of the screenplay, which is which beautiful. Yeah, it's like the most it's beautiful really book nice. ever. Alright, this is like special stuff. Oh god, of course it's not on the last page. Well it's it not the last page because no. it's not the end of the movie. Returning pages. New York, what are we up to? I haven't actually read, have you read this book? Yeah, I read it the day I bought it. Really? Yeah. I've never opened like mine. A few hours. Well, I probably opened it, but I never read the screenplay. I watched it like the day after, I read it, sorry, the day after I watched the movie. That's how much I loved the movie. Oh, okay. Well, no, I didn't have the option of doing that. I watched the movie while I was in Mexico last November and I got the book for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Grindelwald with Content. Do you think you can hold me? Madame Pickery, we'll do our best, Mr. Grindelwald. <laughs> Grindelwald stares intently at Madame Pickery, his expression of disgust turning into a small, derisory smile. He is forced to his feet by two auras who move him towards the entrance. As Grindelwald reaches Newt, he pauses, both smiling and sneering. Grindelwald. Will we die just a little? And Newt doesn't reply. Will we die just a little? Okay, I've got so to admit, I don't really know only, what that means. I don't know what that means either. And they're the only two lines that Johnny Depp has. Oh, yeah. Strange. I also found it strange that Newt just said Revelio. Mm-hmm. Like, how... Well, okay, maybe this brings out something. Is Percival Graves real? Like, it's not... Poly, is it Polyjuice Potion? Oh, Or right, is it yeah, like... Yeah. You know, 
make my hair black, wear different clothes. Like, and just got like, myself like, like disguising. because his face is completely Well, duh. Well, yeah. But I meant, like, disguising skills. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like, I don't – maybe it's not Polly's patient. Maybe Percival Graves isn't real. Maybe he's – Grindelwald's been undercover in the Macusa for years. Yeah. Mm. Maybe we'll learn more about that in the next movie. I'm so ex- – <laughs> okay. Well, actually, no. You know what? I'm not so excited for the next movie if we're going to get that much focus on Johnny Depp. But you know what? We'll deal well, with I that. Don't, I don't know. I am really torn about Johnny Depp, but maybe the movie can, like, take a time jump and it can be someone else. Oh, gosh, Because also, Dumbledore is Jude Law. Yeah. How old is Jude Law? How is he supposed to play against Johnny Depp? Yeah, aren't they meant to be, like, the same age? Yeah. They're real. Well, they kind of are, aren't they? They're the same age. I don't know. Hang on. We're going to look up how old Jude Law is. look it. No, I meant Dumbledore and Grindelwald are the same age. Yeah, but I meant, like, Jude Law looks younger than Johnny Depp. I bet they're the same age. age. Mm. I'll cut that out. (laughs) Jude Law is 44. Oh. Not a chance Johnny Depp is that young. No. How old is he? He's got to be in his 50s, surely. 100%. I don't know how old he is, but he's definitely. Johnny, why <laughs> is I don't know how old he is, but he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so he's 54. 54. He's 10, 10 years older. And, like, sorry, but the he difference between it. 44 and 54 is, you know, it's a lot. And, like, Johnny Depp looks much older than Jude Law. And how old are they meant to be in the movie? Well, we don't know. Mm. The only glimpse of Grindelwald we've ever gotten in any other aspect of the Harry Potter world is letters to Dumbledore when he's 17. He should have just got that guy. Or in prison when he's super old and Voldemort stole the wand. Just get someone else to play him, please. Yeah. I actually can't muster excitement when it's him. I don't even know if he's been confirmed to be in the second movie. There you go. I'm holding out hope. Yeah. But we do know that Eddie Redmayne is, um, Catherine Wilson, Alison Sewell, Dan Folger, Ezra Miller, all are. Yeah. All are confirmed. Oh, and Zoe Kravitz, who was in the photo of Leela Strange. She's supposed to be more in the second movie. That's really exciting. Yeah, I don't know what the family is. Yeah. Because in the movie, Queenie says, she's like, who's that? And he's like, no one. And she can read his mind. And, you know, Mm. says, Little Lestrange, I've heard of that family. And, of course, what we know of the Lestranges is is Bellatrix. Yeah. She's married into the Lestrange family. Mm. But but he also said he and Lita didn't fit in at school. Mm. He's a Hufflepuff. Mm. Maybe we had a Hufflepuff Slytherin romance on our hands. Oh, or maybe she didn't fit in because she wasn't in Slytherin. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe you she know, was like in serious, like being in Gryffindor. Yeah, the rest of the family. Yeah, maybe Slytherin. she was in Hufflepuff. Mm. Mm, I don't yeah. know. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm excited for that. Let's just hope someone else gets cast as Grindelwald. Yeah, there's still well, time. Exactly, there is still time. I'm just still amazed that it never got leaked. Like I really don't know how that happened. Oh. But anyway. Oh, well, I'm so glad we finally got to watch this movie together, Michelle. Yes, it's been a long time coming. Yes, definitely. Such a magical movie. I mean, duh, it's about magic, but it's such a magical movie. (laughs) So beautiful. Thank you for joining us on this magical adventure. Magical, magical journey. (laughs) Let us know what you think about um, About Johnny Depp, about Fantastic Beasts. What's your favourite creature? What's your favourite 
Jacob one-liner. Oh, yes. What's your favourite Queenie one-liner? You know, all these things. All the good stuff. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. So thanks for joining us for Better Words. You can please subscribe and leave us a rating or review on iTunes and on the Overcast app. You can check out our website, betterwordspodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Better Words Pod and like our Facebook page, Better Words Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.